0: Okay. Megan had the sink on, so I was pausing. Uh, oh, I thought somebody was opening maybe a bottle of Martinelli's, or <laughs> yeah, it sounded much more festive. We are getting you. loaded over
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> on sparkling apple juice, guys. <laughs> Don't judge.
0: Well, actually, I have some. Sh- I have a bottle of champagne right here, actually. just right here. Are you doing this podcast from the freezer? No, no, I actually had it out because I, I um, brought it to a New Year's thing as a reserve champagne, but uh, <laughs> we never drank it. So- <laughs> So it's just sitting on my table. It's, it's not even a bottle, it's just in a camelback. It's <laughs> probably not fizzy anymore. You know, we, but we got plenty of champagne in case we need it during the hike. <laughs> Good morning, meets and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 76. We have now done as many episodes as there were mythical trombonists leading a fairly large parade in the music <laughs> Speaking of outdated cultural icons, today we are talking about Dianetics, the modern science of mental health by L. Ron Hubbard. You can read along with us by going to audiblepodcast.com slash readitandweep. Sign up for a free trial of Audible. You get a free audiobook, including this, either abridged or unabridged, I believe, from Audible. Uh, I recommend the abridged. Or I recommend the fully abridged, which is called any other book title. (laughs) This fully abridged book is called Elmo. Isn't there a book about Elmo? Anyway. Elmo poops. Elmo. (laughs) But that's just... You're just drawing a very simple Venn diagram where Elmo is a dot inside the everyone, I think. I don't think that's a the, the separate book. A- but Elmo poops, <laughs> Elmo poops puppeteer hands. <laughs> so that's interesting. If you want to suggest a topic for us to read, go to read-weep.com slash suggest. And you can also vote on other topics that other meat suits have suggested get in there early. We are going to pick our next topic from that. Except for the fact that our very next topic coming up in a few short days is the Read It and Weep Live show. We're calling it Read It and Weep Live. <laughs> and we're going to we're doing a tribute to the great Keanu Reeves. This is, for those of you who listen to the show, the second half of our Keanu Reeves movie marathon. We are going to be watching Johnny Mnemonic, Sweet November, and of course... Point break so join us next week we will have hopefully audio and video from that posted on our, on the interwebs also if you're in Portland Oregon on Saturday Janu- January 15th at 10 p.m. come out to comedy sports at 1963 Northwest Kearney tickets are only five dollars and 68 cents at the door or you get 12% off by mentioning this ad
1: <laughs> math joke
2: I'll be the same
0: It is time to introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. Of course, today we have a very special panel. First up, he's got asthma because a doctor took him off the table too fast in California today. It's Ezra.
3: My life is ruined because of 10 seconds
0: at the beginning of my life. Yes. And you know what? So is everyone else's in this introduction sequence. Oh. Well, sorry for stealing everyone's gag. (laughs) Also joining us, as always, he's got a stutter because people kept saying shh, shh when he was in utero in Seattle. It's Chris. Uh, 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 Hello. (laughs) We're going to have to clear you faster. This is going to be a really annoying podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Skip to the end. Chris is clear. Good. Okay, great. And also joining us today, a very special guest. His foot hurts every time he hears instruments because a nurse held him upside down for a brief period when he was a baby in my living room. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Scott back to the program. Hey, Alex, I bad day to buy that new tuba, dude. <laughs> My foot is killing me. I think, I think it was scientific instruments, but yes. Uh, oh.
1: <laughs> In that case, what's with the new oscilloscope? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Jeez. All right. It's time for us to summarize the plot of the book. To do that, we turn to our resident summarizer, Chris. Chris, today you're summarizing... I would like you to be, just just summarize it more confidently than the details warrant. How about that? <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Let me, give me like five seconds just to, just to clear all the engrams just in my head right now. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's okay. all it takes. It's much more efficient now than when, in Elrond's day. Yeah, the yeah. technology's better. You just do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around, and all of a sudden you're an OT4. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what it's all of where'd he go all right all
0: right chris fire one ready dianetics is the actual peer-reviewed tested science of why you aren't the best person you possibly could be that's right. You all can be as amazing as a computer robot or an alien brain if only you could get rid of your baby memories. That is what Dianetics is about. Clearing your baby memories. Can't remember yet? We'll help you. Dianetics! Uh, I especially like that you called it peer-reviewed, because in my head, Elrond's peers are all, like, six-year-olds.
1: <laughs> They're like, I don't get it. No, you're <laughs>
0: It seems good. It seems long. It's good writing, Elron. <laughs> is that Sesame Pete again? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sesame Pete lisps. You can tell the difference. That was just a generic child that voice. That was just a generic child lisp. Before we do anything, mean, we like to uh, have a compliment sandwich at the beginning and the end. So the first half is the major compliment. That's it makes what makes us fair cris- criticism instead of just brilliantly funny. Scott, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the compliment round. What do you prefer today? Um, I'm going to go last today. Okay, great. All right, so I'm going to be doing our first compliment today. So my major compliment is this. Elron invented a totally new way of being a douche. <laughs> uh, Wait, I'm, do you mean I'm, that literally? <laughs> like a bad abortion technique? Because he sure he hates abortions. <laughs> he does hate douches, that's true. Uh a way of torturing fetuses. Well, no, his is just a, a new way of being... Totally a jerk, and this one I'm calling "Damning with Faint Prayers." It's the it's what you it's with the right idea but for the wrong reasons. Anyway, so here's what he says. He says, "It is not any wild utopian thought that women can be placed above the level hitherto occupied, and so she must be placed if the childhood of tomorrow's generation is to reach any high standard." Women need to be treated better, so we don't give engrams to babies, not because they're you know people. <laughs> Yeah, when
1: we first got to this section of the, of the podcast, I was like, oh, after this entire book of Elrond, like, either putting women as deceivers or as victims. God, the women in this book get the short end of the stick, they, man. They really do. And literally, they're yeah, probably being they're probably beaten the stick. by sticks. Oh, man. And being told they're fakers and you name it. And, and I finally get to the section. Like, oh, OK. Elrond's finally going to clear all that up. Yeah. And then he does it in, the, in a way that is not very satisfying.
0: Yeah, the, the, the women's lib movement was like, thanks, Elron, but we were doing okay before we had you on our side. Yeah, yeah. it's great. He's, he's very separate but equal about women. <laughs> <laughs> like men get athletics and achievements right. and women get baby making. <laughs> but that's
1: the most important thing. It's the second dynamic for our species and the yeah. fourth dynamic. So How else are you
0: going to get new men?
1: Well, that's yeah. new unaberrated men right?
3: <laughs> according to Elrond women can't compete with men in the fields of structure and vigorous activity what, what structure is that like structure is <laughs> irrelevant we
1: know that he, <laughs> he keeps talking about how structure is not important so I think he's just kind of giving men a little, uh, a little non-existent compliment there
0: women also have no bones <laughs> they're just goo you can't compete with structure <laughs> <laughs> alright cool uh, moving backwards moving forwards Chris, what is your first compliment? Finally, we get an author who's been reading comic books. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is he punishes monologuing from pregnant women. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to the way babies are born. That's right. So he says monologuing creates engrams. Supervillains, Super look out. She's creating engrams. Smart mothers don't tell their babies where the stash is stored. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't tell them what why they're creating the baby they're just they're just gonna do it and shut up about it don't describe the weakness in their super laser
1: right <laughs> just go for it yeah minutes after being born i disarmed my mom's super laser <laughs> and she was surprisingly confused about how i did it known.
0: Known which button to press <laughs> Then it went back what to. What was your mom one. using her super laser for? She seemed like such a nice woman. Dude, laugh at my mom. It wasn't using anything with
3: structure in it, I'll give you that. <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> Ezra, what's your major compliment?
3: Uh, one of my favorite lines of it, which I think is one of the great a great sitcom pitch again uh, that we get from it, is um, The farmer of Iowa has no quarrel with the storekeeper of Stalingrad. Those who say such quarrels exist lie. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> But what an amusing quarrel it would be yeah, if they did it exactly. Did,
1: did, 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 did. He's a farmer from Iowa, and he's a what was he? Storekeeper. Storekeeper, storekeeper from oh, Stalingrad. Yeah.
0: And the farmer of Iowa is like, man, I hope my corn grows high. And the storekeeper of Stalingrad's like, I have set up my store entrance with mines to keep out the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, actually, this is why it should never be a sitcom, because it would probably be the re entry vehicle for Yakov Smirnov. <laughs>
0: Smir and Yakov off Yuck Ice, it! <laughs> <you? laughs> <laughs>
2: He'll
0: come off of ice. Uh,
1: walked into that
0: one. It's Stalingrad. Bros, ice you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scott.
0: Yes. Major compliment time.
1: Well, I got excited because, like, right close to the end of the book, he finally gives our species the rallying cry that it needs. And he, he says that war is irrational and fighting is irrational. For any reason other than like defense and the survival dynamic and he says we need to stop fighting ourselves and stop fighting between us so that we can conquer the universe <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're prepared for the alien invasion yeah
1: so we so like for mankind it, 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 he stops short of that leap to be like when we meet other alien civilizations we're going to want to you know find our survival dynamic with them no 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 we just got to get our human dianetic shit figured out that way those Rigelians are
0: toast. Well, the Rigelians are clearly here to, you know, kill us and mine our planet for resources that they need for their evil spaceships. So we need to be ready to fight. Right.
1: Stalingrad storekeeper, you're cool. Rigelian <laughs> galaxy
0: harvester, fuck you. There was a spinoff of that sitcom, actually, where it's a, it's a corn grower from Iowa, a storekeeper in Stalingrad, and a Rigelian...
3: I want, like, a love final <laughs> in there, then.
1: <laughs> well... This week, all havoc breaks loose when Quanton from the, <laughs> the Galaxy comes by. Uh-oh. <laughs> Awkward.
0: <laughs> no, I love this because like it's I fucking agree. If we had devoted our resources instead of to mutually assured destruction to anything else, we would have a fort on the moon by now. Seriously. And how fun does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Moon fort. Doesn't that sound great? I would like my moon fort to be not made out of what my other forts are made out of, which is pillows. <laughs> no, we'd, my, uh, they'd be space pillows and space blankets. It'd be hey, oh, okay. That would totally work. Everyone yeah. loves space blankets. Lean them against your space coffee table. <laughs> the sky's
3: full of lights. The snow provides a silent cupboard in moon
1: rain. under the stars,
0: under the snow All right, so the uh, now we're going to move along to our more natural segment, the hate segment. This time we are playing a game that I call hates up seven
3: up. <laughs> and I will not have any of you cheating by looking at my shoes. It's the worst game ever. Like not this one's fine. The hate version is fine. The heads up seven up is the worst game ever. Then why does every elementary schooler in the country fucking love it? Kids
0: are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like no? You never played Heads Up Seven Up? No, I wasn't cool. There, it, uh, I wasn't. Well, the problem is if you're not cool, you never get your thumb touched. Thumb touched? Like, <laughs> you just sit there the
3: whole game. You're like, please, someone pick me. That's how life goes later on, also.
1: Oh, is this where like your heads are down and someone like lifts your thumb up?
0: No, well, it you you touches your head. On, right? Heads down, thumbs up. Yeah. And then there are seven people who walk around the room and touch each person touches one of your thumbs, and then you look up and you have to at the end, and then you guess who touched your thumb. Which is usually your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're right, you get to switch places with them. And if that no one ever touches your thumb, you're sad
3: for the rest of the third period. I take it back. I actually, I love this game. It just teaches you everything you know about sex. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to touch your thumb. Yeah, if no one touches your
0: thumb, you're going to be sad. So, uh, I'm going to start off the Hates Up game uh, by guessing Brenda. And here's my Brenda guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Elron. Homosexuality is a perversion.
2: Ugh.
0: Listen, you're, you get to you're writing a religion in the 20th century. Can't you not make the same mistakes as the ancient ones? You have the chance to
3: fix the problems of previous religions by not being such a douche, and you blew it. But it it was progressive for a little bit because he said you don't become homosexual just by accidentally seeing your mom's vulva. So I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a step in the right direction, I because guess. Was- yeah.
0: That was it, it, the theory. You see your mom's vulva, and a fairy hits you with her wand, and then you're gay. I mean. So he took the fairy out of the equation. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, a,
3: that's a step. The, there was a great line, though. The, the, the vulva which Mama was incautious enough to show one day. Yes. yes. <laughs> you usually don't get incautious and vulva in the same sentence. That's why I do like that. Again,
1: it's, the, it's all the woman's fault.
3: Normally, there's caution tape wrapped around her,
0: her <laughs> A very vulva. cautious vulva. <laughs> <laughs> Steady, 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 and then one day Volva gets a little drunk and is like, "Hey, everybody, oh, <laughs> want to hang out?"
3: Now we're all gay. <laughs> Volva starts buying lottery tickets.
0: <laughs> They're an investment. Volva stops driving defensively.
3: Ten <laughs> and 10 and two, two Volva. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ten and two for what? Oh. <laughs> I just, like, I love the incautious Volva. What? Where? Where are other places that Volva should be? Volva, step back from the rail. It's not. It's too. It's too flimsy. <laughs> Volva, slow down when carrying those scissors. <laughs> no, don't run, Volva. Volva, maybe now's not a good
1: time to become a real estate broker. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Volva, you're moving to Portland without a plan for a job. <laughs> <laughs> this segment went well. Uh, all right, who has another hate? I have guess? a hate that's right on topic.
0: Okay. Ah.
1: Um, what uh, was I, that?
0: I think you must have touched Chris's thumb. Oh. Uh,
1: well, I'm guessing. Um, I'm guessing that this was uh, Shlomo. My, yes, because Shlomo's my, my homie. Um, I, I, I would like to believe that we live in a world where no matter what you believe, the orgasm is a good thing.
2: <laughs>
1: if a woman has an orgasm, it can injure the fetus because the amniotic fluid is incompressible and there's a tremor or something. Yeah. And, and you can't be poking around there. So he's saying you got to get a woman pregnant, but you can't be poking around coitally after she's pregnant. So I don't see how we can ever have sex after once. <laughs> have sex with a woman once, and then you can't touch her for nine months, or at least till she has her, never, her well, next period. Well, no, I mean... No orgasms. So the line is... Only when the child is actually struck or hurt by high blood pressure or orgasms <laughs> or other sources of injury does he become unconscious.
3: So, like, the problem isn't the guy having sex. The problem is the woman having sex, clearly. So... If the woman gets any enjoyment out of it, then the kid's at danger. But the guy can have sex as much as he wants. Is what he's saying. Oh, he's
0: not the. It's, he's not. Oh, good. It's not okay, a man okay.
3: orgasm. It's probably the way you said the baby gets hit with an orgasm. I was. Oh, like, oh I thought. That, yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay,
3: Fuck. that might actually be what's going on.
0: Oh uh, yuck!
1: Yeah. I didn't even think of that. There I like is the way so much in this, this book was yuck.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a lot of yuck in this book. I I like the way you started that hate with. Who can ruin the orgasm for people? Elron can. I, they, that sounds like a song to me. <laughs> Who can rain on your parade? Elron can. Elron can. can. Who can make an orgasm sound like a bad thing? Elron can. Elron can.
1: can. Who can undermine the field of nursing? Elron can.
0: Elrond can. Fun. We might have
1: to come up with a few more of those.
3: Elron can because he wraps it up in jargon and makes the. Um... That's the bridge.
0: Yeah. Kind <laughs> 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 yeah, a bridge, but I like the idea.
3: Stumbly bridge. Incautious cautious Volta. Yeah, don't go on that unstumbly bridge, Volta.
0: Totally unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Other other hate choices, hate thumb. So while we're on yuck pregnancy hates, L. Ron Hubbard claims that pregnant women mark their children when they are in the womb. hmm How? Exactly. Is it like branding? Is it dyes? Do they shove a Mister Sketch up there? I, I don't understand. Definitely can't that. Be on
3: them. That'd be really hard. Yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, since
0: since we're all uncomfortable, let me sit, let me do one that makes everybody uncomfortable. It's time for another great moment in racism. Hey, um, um, bum, bum, bum. here's something I hate about Elron Hubbard. He said this
1: in his native habitat, the Zulu is only outside the bars of a madhouse because there are no madhouses provided by his tribe.
0: I mean, I guess by that logic, he's also not in McDonald's, because there's no McDonald's there.
1: Uh, Uh, There
0: is now, but... Other Other hates.
3: Really? You guys have nothing else to hate about this? This book wore me out. (laughs) (laughs) I I got something. So, I mean, it seems like, reading a book that's 60 years old, we get to see where, where the where the technology has advanced since then. He says that it takes twenty to thirty abortion attempts to kill a kid now. back uh, <laughs> yeah. in the fifties. It does not anymore, but I like that he wrote the book in such a way where I would feel all 20 to 30 abortion attempts. Like while being-
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you felt as if your very own sanity has been trying, has been aborted 20 to 30 yeah, times. Yeah I feel, feel like
3: I was stuck with knee needle needles and what douches and jellies. Here's the thing guys I
0: hate that we're talking about this. But it is unfair to our audience, or it's unfair to us really, because our audience is gonna be like, why are you guys talking about this shit so much? And it's because he's always talking about it in the book. Yeah, that's right. He's obsessed with pregnancy and abortions. He thinks that, you know, everything that's wrong with the world is because of abortion attempts, thinking about abortion attempts, and pregnant women who give their children engrams or are victims of engrams to their pregnant children. To so their, say, in, be, like, I mean, I mean it's, it's just between, awful. Between the abuse of women and the and the nineteen fifties era Terrible botched abortion, abortion thing. Like the, this book is just one giant oogie feeling. I think
3: basically <laughs> what he's proposing is that you should only have ninjas perform abortions because they'll be like silent, <laughs> and they'll get the job done, and they'll get out. You know,
0: <laughs> silent but deadly. While they're in there, they can mark their territory. Yeah, the mark of the ninja. I I just wrote my name in paint.
3: I just wrote ninja in (laughs) paint. Ninja. (laughs) All ninjas are named ninja. That's their (laughs) name. Racist.
0: For my next game today, I want us to play a game that I'm calling... Ways to tell that yours is not a very good science. I like this title better. I like not very good, and also made Chris laugh. You can superimpose that laugh onto anything. Though. That's <laughs> true. But we, the, the laughter is an indicator. It's it's a it's not a it's not a cause. All right, fair indicator is how we pronounce it when we're in Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Uh, Masticator. Okay. <laughs> Museum curator. Incinerator.
1: <laughs> Masticator. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the
0: taters. <laughs> Alligator. <laughs> I need to use the shater. Okay. Uh, cool. Okay, so. Uh, ways to tell that yours is not a very good science. Aim too low. <laughs> Quote, one is reminded of a case which had severe asthma. They took their, ba- their patient to every mountain asthma resort. <laughs> Okay, you're setting the bar high for yourself, Elrond. You just have to be better than the old doctor advice, get some fresh air.
3: <laughs> Ways wait, wait to tell that yours is not very good science. You mess up one thing several times at once. Uh... <laughs> 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 so, there are different periods of life after death for the cells, and biologists remark that the hair and nail cells do not die for months. Okay, problem number one, hair and nail cells already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, they actually don't keep on growing afterwards. Uh, the skin around them just retracts. <laughs> so that one sentence uh, does not prove life after death in two ways uh, at once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And if he spent so much time, like, studying the, the human condition and with perfect observation skills, you'd think you would have noticed that.
0: Yeah. Yours is not a very good science when you fail to look at other science and understand basic principles. For instance... He keeps going back to the idea that amniotic fluid is not compressible, and therefore anything that touches the mother's belly, I guess, would be essentially a punch in the face of the fetus. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> okay. There are a lot of things that are wrong with that, but mostly it's the way liquid responds to pressure, right? So it doesn't direct a poke. It the reason why amniotic fluid is protective is because it spreads out any pressure over a larger surface area on you know whatever it's pushing on. Totally, so that right. the pressure totally. is even rather than a specific pinprick of pressure. So you poke a mother's belly, and it, it's
1: a poke to her, but the baby just feels a gentle hug. It's, it's a
0: soft punch to all of the baby's parts at one time. Hmm. Exactly. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why mammals have evolved amniotic fluid, not because they want their fetuses to be punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> We've evolved this perfect mechanism for transferring punches from the mother's stomach directly to the baby, which, to which it was clearly intended. That seems <laughs>
3: contrary to our survival. Dynamic. Yeah, I don't think that would help. Um, yours might not be a very good science when you actually use a lot of analogies that involve babies getting punched and kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah let me quote uh this is this is what does cause homosexuality uh the the level of 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 intense trauma that does cause homosexuality instead of uh an incautious vulva
1: quote it is rather something on the order of kicking a baby's head in running over him with a steamroller cutting him in half with a rusty knife boiling him in lysol and all the while with crazy people screaming the most horrifying and unprintable things at him
0: that's what makes you At gay. At that point, he decides certain things are unprintable. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part in that sentence after where he decides to have a little bit of taste.
1: After you've boiled your baby in Lysol, what the fuck, Al Ron Hubbard?
3: This is a disgusting human being, and that's what he decided to print. On the other hand, yeah, I mean the 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 screaming bad things after all that, not really that intense. Yeah. <laughs> You know what,
0: maybe Sticks and Stones already broke his bones, so don't worry about whether the names hurt him or not.
3: <laughs> Mercy Knives and, and Lysol was already pretty intense. Also, good product placement for Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think of the sponsorship. I, I, I think they might want to re-examine their contract at this
1: point. <laughs> well, he also talks about how babies in the fetus have, in, in the womb have this incredible ability to heal. So even after you've run them over with this
3: in-utero in steamroller... Uh, <laughs>
1: I'd like to see that.
3: <laughs> um, uh, Incautious fault, but don't, don't drive the in uterus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well at least like, you know, the baby's head may have been crushed and injured multiple times throughout gestation. But the baby might still come out looking normal because fetuses have this incredible ability to heal.
0: You know what you should do since they're so healable and since amniotic fluid is so perfect at transferring punches from <laughs> stomach to baby? If just two pregnant women bumped their stomachs lightly together, it would be a baby boxing match. Oh. And they would totally recover from it because they, they wouldn't have to worry about concussions and stuff because they're so healable. And the extremely lightweight champion of the world is... <laughs> Weighing in at just three ounces. Zygote weight.
1: <laughs> I think the best part of this is the really adorable little belt that they get to wear.
0: <laughs> Their little silk boxes. Yeah. Tiny little gloves. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the bikini. Long, and you know what? The thing is, according to his system, as long as no one says anything during this fight, <laughs> right? So don't ring the bell. Yeah. No cheering no, fans.
3: I like, like all the like the like the boxing fans are like, all right, guys, everyone gotta be silent. We're gonna ruin it for everyone, okay? We found a loophole here. I want to get my baby boxing in.
0: My <laughs> good boxing.
3: Otherwise,
0: another here's another way to tell that yours is not a very good science. You constantly refer to part of the brain as moronic. <laughs> happy the little devil. Moron. Yeah, the the way LRH uh, hates on the reactive mind would be like uh, astronomers that are like, and also fuck Jupiter, right? Total <laughs> up top, up top guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the king of planets. Fuck you. Bullshit made out of gas. You
3: can't even stand on that shit. Another way to know that your science is not a very good science is if your scientific treatise ends with. An infomercial. It was 800, 800 number. Yeah, like, like I don't think it was, like, after Darwin's, like, Origin of Species, it was, like, and if you want to know more about how evolution works, call us today.
0: Get your own evolutionary screening now, just 1995. <laughs>
1: Discover how different-shaped finch beaks are holding you back from human success.
0: Also, for an extra 1995, sea monkeys. <laughs> I love Oh, sea no, monkeys. I want to order this. I love sea screen- monkeys. <laughs> Everyone's a winner, bargains good That's right, you two can be the proud owner the quality goes in before the name goes on. Uh, One tenth of a dollar. One tenth of a dollar. Meanwhile, on Commodore Sickle's stateroom on the North Pacific.
3: Commodore, uh got some bad news here. What is it? Uh well, seems like our our boat is fairly obsolete and we're sinking. It's o- what do you mean obsolete? Well,
0: it's this is the finest frigate on the North Pacific.
3: Seem to have stolen this from Huckleberry Finn. It, it's mostly just a raft. Well, then what? Are, who, who are you? What are you doing on this ship? Uh, I'm your lieutenant, sir. I I've been following you faithfully, Lieutenant Archibald.
0: And you now claim that our raft is sinking?
3: Yes, yes. Uh, Huck and 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 uh, his runaway slave have abandoned it, and um, we really don't have much of a choice because they were the ones searing.
0: Take the silver, we'll sell it. Uh, well, uh, okay, uh, this sounds pretty bad. Oh, It sounds like a bad situation.
3: I mean, it gets much worse, sir. Oh no, tell me how. There's piranhas circling us. Piranhas? Yes. In 3D? (laughs) Yes, they just finished with some coeds, and now they're going for you.
0: Well, uh, uh, I hope your solution is toothsome, like the piranhas.
3: Really? No.
0: That's as good as I could do on
3: short notice. Commodore, just, just listen, alright? The prodders are eating through the raft.
0: Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, Lieutenant, uh, L- Lieutenant Archibald, I relieve you of command. I don't have... Oh, I'm the commander! Damn!
3: <laughs> Look, if, if you want to know how to get out of it, just listen very carefully. Don't make any more puns.
2: <whistles>
3: <whistles> okay, take out your rotary iPhone, alright?
0: Okay, we'll just take that out.
3: Go to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. alright? You'll sign up for a free trial, and you can get a, a book called The Worst Case Scenario Survival Guide.
0: You know, it's funny when you should say that, because uh, when I was on Vaudeville, really, I used to work with this woman, and she would say, I look like hell today, and I would say, that's right, you are hell. You just gave me a URL for... Uh, oh... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs>
3: uh, but but seriously, uh, sir, if you if you care at all about surviving, d- download this. All right. Maybe we'll get out of it. I'm sure there's a, a worst case scenario about being on a, a abandoned literary device from the 1800s being eaten by modern day pir- piranhas.
0: Of course, I'm a, I'm going to survive. I'm a survivor. I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna tell her. I'm a survivor. Are you trying to
3: quote ah! Destiny's ah! Child? Ah! <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, yes, I may have dated one of the members of Destiny's Child. Which Beyonce. Wow. And just like this piranha's
3: doing to my arm, I stuck it to her. Ow. Ow. (laughs) One of your arms seems to be entirely gone, Commodore. Uh,
0: that's right, that's right. Uh, It seems as though you and I are having a battle of wits, and I am unarmed,
3: ha ha. Seriously, I'm I'm gonna go take the emergency deploy raft. We're on a raft with multiple rafts? (laughs) Yeah, we're stuffed to the rafters. <laughs> uh, I think they're attracted by puns, sir.
0: No, it's okay. They're very small. They're very punny. Ah! What? Wow, what a convenient raft you've created! Did you learn about this on the worst-case survival scenario survival handbook that you got on audio?
3: <laughs> That's exactly where I learned about it, sir. <laughs> The women and children
0: were goners anyway, and the piranhas later ate Hitler. Get a free two-week trial and keep the argument <laughs> at audiblepodcast.com. All right, that is time for the uh, second half of our compliment sandwich. Put one more piece of bread on it, and I hope mm. your jokes are rye. Uh, uh, oh. Oh. oh, the commoner's <laughs> still here. I survived. You didn't think I would survive that second ship, but I did. Oh, look, here comes a giant piranha. <laughs> I'm still alive. I'm just being
1: digested.
0: <laughs> anyway, I'm like Jonah. <laughs> I would like to get a donut for Jonah. <laughs>
1: I'd like to speak to Alex. Before I'm going.
0: (laughs) All right. So going backwards, Scott, you have to go first in the minor compliment round. What is your second compliment?
1: Um, I was thinking that um, it's probably pretty cool to share a bed or a bedroom with a Scientologist because you are guaranteed a peaceful night's sleep. (laughs) That's a very good point. They will never make any noise while you're sub- while you're unconscious. Yeah, they can't snore. They can't like shuffle around, Watch scratch TV. their balls. They, basically, they need to stay absolutely. I was quiet. with you for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, you may have lost me in the in the ball scratching part. What? I mean, it could could make a noise.
1: I mean, it has to be. It has, wait, I'm going to quote the book. It says only a tomb like silence. Are tombs full of ball-scratching,
0: Alex? <laughs> no, <they are. laughs> Fair enough. Okay, moving right along and continuing backwards, the uh, next minor compliment comes
3: from Ezra. Um, here's what sets Elrond apart for me, is that he had an inkling that Dianetics wasn't going to be uh, relevant forever, and I appreciate that. He said that within 20 to 100 years, it would be obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> and he might have, you know, I mean, overestimated that by about between twenty and a hundred years, but still, for <laughs> him for knowing there's a shelf life on tape. <laughs> so so it's got a real it's got a bookshelf life.
0: Oh. Once you start, you can't stop, Scott. Don't groan at me. You're right. You can't turn it on and turn it off. That's <laughs> really weird being stuck in this piranha. Something's fishy here.
3: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I thought we contained you to the audible ad, Commodore.
0: He's escaped. <laughs> Get back in the ad. Oh Okay, Okay. Uh, good minor compliment is Chris, your minor compliment My minor compliment is that despite everything There's still some good advice L. Ron Hubbard advises All of us not to push too hard While shitting Because spaining <laughs> <laughs> bowel movements can kill fetuses And also implant engrams I, I was assuming That he meant by pregnant women But I suppose that you're generalizing it to anybody Which I think is probably good Oh, I think it's fair and reasonable And... <laughs> It's certainly good advice. I don't know if I can cause engrams in fetuses uh, by my taking of a too large shit. I mean, you have no no idea. You never know if you're pregnant, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if this means. This is one thing I'm taking away from this book is you never know if you're pregnant. No. So watch out. Yeah. So I might be. For my final minor compliment, my finer compliment, there is a tremendous quote where he says, quote, if one turned an idiot loose on an adding machine. (laughs) To let him audit the company books, one would get very little in the way of correct answers. <laughs> My first thought was, wouldn't that be a screaming good time to just let an idiot loose on an adding machine? <laughs> oh, fun. And and then secondly, I was like, oh no, that's what happened at Enron. Oh uh... Enron Hubbard. Oh boom! The commoner you almost are. Wow. I'm the lieutenant. <laughs> Alright, that is it for our show. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We will be back next week with a very special live episode. Recorded live episode. If you're in Portland, Saturday, September 15th. If you know people who are in Portland, tell them to come. Make Make people come. It's going to be really great. We have a lot of really exciting things planned. Also, watch some Keanu movies to prepare yourself or not.
1: If I was coming in from out of town, would I find information on uh, travel and hotel bookings on your website?
0: Of course not. But if you go to read slash live, we do have a map to the location. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give us feedback on this episode or any other episode, if you want to get in touch with any of us for any reason, or if you just want to sign up for our mailing list to keep in touch and find out what else is going on, what's new in our world, go to read slash contact. If you sign up for the mailing list, we'll also send you Completely free of charge. Some wonderful read-it-and-weep swag. So, as always, that is the end of our show. Thank you very much for being here, Scott. My pleasure. Scott is the owner of VoiceBox in Portland, the best karaoke joint and the most fun you can have that's not sexual anywhere in the world at voiceboxpdx.com. Yep. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. Also, thank you, as always, Chris and Ezra. You're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Oh, I feel like I'm going down on the ship. No, I'm going down with the...